my friends, this is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your blended California. Hello. What's new? I don't know what's new with you. <laughs> just a lazy Friday night. I know. All of a sudden when we got here, I mean, we were all full of energy just a little while ago. Yeah. Like seemingly. It's hard to tell because we're driving mm -hmm. around, but then we kind of got here and kind of, <laughs> kind of mellowed out. We got we to gotta get this party going. Get hey, this party you know, started. We need a little bit of uh, We need a background music. Yes. There we go. I like the background yeah, music. It's a little jazzy music. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be good when you're actually reading the devotional, but in the uh, nonsense chit chat we do, I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. I noticed that our friend, he lowers it as he's talking until it finally goes away. Oh. We, don't, we can't do that with the form of music we're using. We could if we had it coming from another Oh. Yeah. I'm sure people really find this Should interesting. Should we just do the harp? We can't hear because we don't have headphones in. Oh. Did they hear it? Yes, they heard it. Sorry, folks. All right. So we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. Yes. And um, the it's last... What, short but sweet. The last two have been a little short and sweet. Yes. Which is what, what, what we like. We don't mind the longer ones, but we like it also when it gets right to the point. Right away. And uh, this one is for February 18th. And it is called The Power of His Name. What name is that? <clears throat> Jesus. Jesus. Come on. Uh, Come on, bro. Uh, the reference is Philippians 2, 9 through 10. It says, therefore, God also <coughs> has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Yes. Awesome. Sorry for that cough that snuck up on me in the middle of that. Uh, the scripture reading is Philippians. Hold on, let me get rid of the, the frame that um, the refer uh, the scripture reading is Philippians 2, 1 through 13. We'll be reading that in just a little bit. Uh, Smith says, there is power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus. Everything. Overcome everything. everything through the name of Jesus. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Six people went into the house of a sick man to pray for him. He was a leader in the Episcopal Church. And he lay in his bed, utterly helpless. No. He had read a little tract about healing and had heard about people praying for the sick. So he sent for these friends who he thought could pray the prayer of faith. He was anointed according to James 5.14. But because he had no immediate manifestation of healing, he wept bitterly. The six people walked out of the room somewhat crestfallen to see the man laying there. Crestfallen. Word, uh, in an unchanged condition. When they were outside, one of the six said, there is one thing we could have done. I wish you would go all go back with me and try it. They all went back and got together in a group. This brother said, let us whisper the name of Jesus. At first, when they whispered this worthy name, nothing seemed to happen. But as they continued to whisper, Jesus, 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 the power began to fall. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased, and they spoke the name louder and louder. As they did so, the man rose from his bed and dressed himself. The secret was just this. Those six people had gotten their eyes off of the sick man and were taken up with the Lord Jesus himself. Their faith grasped the power of his name. 
Oh, if people would only appreciate the power in which his name, in his name, there is no telling what would happen. Exactly. (laughs) Thought for today. Through the name of Jesus and through the power of his name, we have access to God. Okay. First of all, I want to start with understanding what these six people were because he says that they were um, they went to this house to pray for somebody. Mm-hmm. He was the leader of an Episcopal church, but then they say he read a little tract that talked about healing. Like if he was the leader in the Episcopal church, why did he have to read one of those little like booklets that people hand out to know about the power of healing that God talks about in the Bible? That was a little confusing for yes. me. Um, the second thing that was confusing to me is six people who go pray for you yeah. and nobody know, nobody used the name Jesus? I was like, what were they saying? Abacadabra? I don't understand. What were they doing? <laughs> so that other part, that was the other part that was like, found really weird about this little story. I didn't notice the word tract, but now that you mentioned it, that's, that's something you give to a people, a person that you think at the beach or doesn't believe. Right. What was oh. the leader of Episcopal Church doing? Reading just little small tracts? <laughs> Just happened to be in his pocket, maybe. And he pulled it out. And but said, why oh. did he have to pull that out to know that people can pray for over you, call the elders of the church to pray over you? They have, I don't know. I'm not Smith. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> but that is a little weird. the most important part of the story, the yeah. conclusion of the story is the power of the name of Jesus. That's mm. full stop. I have felt it countless times in my own life when I am at the end of myself, which should be every moment of every day. But when I remember I'm at the end of myself, I just sit there and I just, Jesus, Jesus, please, just Jesus, help me. And there's power in the name of Jesus. And I love what Smith describes it as, is that they came to the end of themselves and what they thought they were doing for this healing. And then they were taken up by Christ. Hmm. And we're in his presence, the power of his name. Then the glory descended. Hmm. So where, and this may be a really dumb question, where does the power come from then when they finally realized in the story that they needed to just simplify everything and say the powerful name of Jesus? Does the power come from them going, using their faith? Or does it actually come from heaven? Is that, you understand? Yeah, absolutely. So the secret was just this. Those six people gotten their eyes off of the sick man and were taken up with the Lord Jesus himself. So I think some of the great mysteries of God is how does that power manifest? Mm -hmm. Because you said, did they stop reciting all these things? We don't know what they recited. They could have recited only two words, but just did not mention the word Jesus. They may have said the name Jesus. I don't think they ever said the name Jesus because the way they described the story, they didn't. But they must have been saying all these other things, Heavenly Father, God, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just too wordy. But the way Smith describes it as, is it a combination of your faith or being taken up by Jesus himself or his glory falls when you mm-hmm. mention his name? But for sure, um, there's power in the name of Jesus. Right. Undeniable. It reminds me of uh, a subject we've talked about before, and Smith actually talked about it in a devotional 
about that you have people that just are word salads when it comes to praying and they never get to the to the most important part and that is to talk about Jesus, Jesus. and to say the powerful name it's yes. all about oh we you know love you and we think about you and we're so thankful for your word in the bible we're so you know we're hoping that jimmy john you know he will you know no longer have athletes feet it's really bugging <laughs> them uh and they go on and on and on and it's this whole a bunch of shenanigans uh, uh and then it, it, it's the important part is that again you get back to the point the point is is jesus jesus <laughs> the power of jesus Yes. Jesus, we need well, you. Of, Jesus, we, we, we uh, you know, we hope well, for especially your in healing. healing power. Right. Yeah. And the healing, it is always advised because it, it, remember, we don't want arrogance and um, thinking that there's something we're doing in our own spirit that is mm. healing somebody. Right. So it's always important to say in the name of Jesus, um, we ask for this healing in the name of Jesus. We call down grace. We, in the name of Jesus, we bind the devils in the name of Jesus. We release uh, the angelic power of healing, of grace, of love, of whatever it may be. So that we're constantly calling on Jesus for the strength and the power and not ourselves. You know, who's really good at that uh, is uh, Glenn. Yes. Always. He's, he, uh, he's constantly calling upon Jesus yes. in, in everything he does. Uh, it's a friend of ours uh, that, was in prison and found Jesus and uh, has since gone uh, uh, to uh, you know, beaches and to street uh, future and to gay bars and, and really is trying to make a difference in these communities. And, uh, an amazing man. Yes. Just incredible. His story is incredible. Yes. So, but power anyway, in the name of Jesus. Anytime I see him live, I tell uh, Almost instantly, I hear Jesus. Yes. Uh, if we go and you know and help him somewhere in Laguna Beach, we, we, we say in the name of Jesus. Very good. Remembering that. Should we get a couple of the scripture here? Sure. Uh, there are only a couple. Exactly. <laughs> and there's uh, Philippians two one through thirteen. And I like this title: Unity through Humility. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit. If any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done that through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. Therefore, God has, also, has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and those under the earth, that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence only, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in both, works in you both, 
to will and to do for his good pleasure. His good pleasure. His good pleasure. Not our good pleasure. His good pleasure. James 5, 14 and 15. Is anyone among you sick? So this is the scripture. I'm saying, like, why did he need this in a tract? Why didn't he remember the scripture Mm. as a leader in the church? Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Great promise of God. Yes. Seems so simple. Doesn't it? And yet so difficult. It is. That's why we, uh, at least I like to remind people, you know, we can we can simplify it by saying, yeah, accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and uh, you will be saved. And say this and prayer. That's, that's true. And, but it's so simple. It is. But as you continue this faith, it, it can get very difficult. <laughs> they don't tell you that when you sign on the dotted line. But you figure it out pretty soon. No, because, um, wow, that was weird. Did you touch that? I did. Oh, didn't see that. Because um, once you understand that, you know, that you're, you're, you're saved. Simply, you're, you're saved. But, and I don't know if there is a but, but I feel like there is a but. But now your responsibility, I feel, to show honor to this great yes. gift that you've been given is to try to be as much like Jesus as possible. Yeah. Which that's where the it's almost like uh getting married, like the honeymoon phase, <laughs> you know, like you're just like, Woo, so exciting! Oh my god, I'm getting married, and then you're like, then then you're in the marriage, yeah. and you're like, Wow, this is, this is a little harder than I expected. Yes, so I remember the honeymoon phase when I first met Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yes. everything was rainbows and unicorns. I still love Jesus unconditionally, yes. but it's a lot harder than I expected. It is because it's it's the the transformational process. There's a pressing. There's a burning. There's a trial by fire. There is a baptism by fire. It's like welding iron. Mm-hmm. So it hurts sometimes. In in all the examples, including being, you know, in the faith. The reason it's difficult is because when when we were single and and without kids, it was just simply about us. Mm-hmm. Like you wake up in the morning, and if you don't, what if it's do a Friday, if it's a Saturday that? or Sunday when you're not working, or whenever your whenever your weekend is, you go, what do I want to do today? And then you just do it, or you do nothing. Yes. Or you watch what you want to watch, or you eat what you want to eat. Yes. There's no compromise, really. Uh, maybe compromise based on how much money you have in your wallet. But other than that, it's a, you know, it's a, it's really up to you. But then you add another person and you go, I want to sleep in today. Oh, really? I was thinking that we should go to the beach. You go, really? <laughs> I wanted to stay home. Oh, but you know what? Because I love you. We're going to go to the beach. Uh, and then you get to the beach and you say, you know, I'm thinking Mexican. And you go, oh, really? I want an hamburger. <laughs> so then you have that. Oh, and then you right. have, add five kids. Then you have five. <laughs> oh, I can. I want jelly beans. I don't want to go to the beach. I want to skateboard. I hate you. And so to bring this back to now to Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> is that the one of the things I think that makes it difficult for uh, you know some people is that if I get into this faith, 
He's taking I, over. I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I love gambling. <laughs> I love strip clubs. I love getting hypothetically you're saying hammered yeah i'm just i'm throwing out all the stuff okay. that people may that's want hypotheticals to. folks you know i want to go to las vegas with my friends and just like leave you know i want whatever happens in vegas to stay in vegas <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what happens with jesus i know <laughs> you're going i want to go oh no i can't uh no i shouldn't do that oh you want me to go to laguna beach and and, and hand out you know, flyers about, you know. Isn't that like the way Pastor Jack describes yeah. He's like, you can't even sin well anymore. <laughs> like, this is like voice in your head that's like, don't, no, daughter, son, yeah. please don't do that. And you're like, oh, stop. <laughs> Can you just leave me alone? <laughs> and then you do it and you feel horrible about it. Yes. Yeah. But now that, now, that, now to bring this to a place of, uh, of goodness is that it's it's um when you can get into a place of uh especially in a relationship of i'm trying to think of the word of not being selfish what's the word for not being selfish um, selfless selfless and you you see the results of being selfless mm-hmm. and the love and the in the compromise and then the, as long as you don't have somebody that takes advantage of your selflessness <laughs> Um, that then you begin to see how these things work and a relationship works. Yes. So the relationship can work, obviously, as a marriage. Um, and we see the benefits of each other. And you look for those, mm-hmm. the benefits and the love and how great it is to be married, to have somebody that has strengths that you don't have, maybe. Um, and and takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Just like Jesus. Just I was going to get to that part. Yes. And just, just like that relationship, this relationship with Jesus is even, even better. Way better. It, it's um, not, it, no offense. No, but wait, no. No, Jesus first, Jesus first. I mean, that's, that's the only way that this works. Yes. That's the only way it makes it work better. Yes. And especially with the number of kids we have. So <laughs> I hope this isn't too, uh, too flowery or, or, you know, kind of, you know, that I'm putting too much of a sugar on top of this whole thing. I don't think we put sugar on it. We talked no. about how hard it was. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it's it's in the beginning. You think oh, I got to give up all the stuff that I used to like to do, but when you give it up, you see how much more clear your world is, how much lighter it is, how much less stress you have, and um, you don't wake up with a hangover. <laughs> you don't wake up with empty pockets. Like, oh God, I had two hundred bucks when I went out last night. What, happened? what happened to the two hundred bucks that I had? Oh, or five hundred bucks. I have a friend of mine. He would go to Vegas with with five or six thousand dollars, and then he yikes, would, he would go. Gosh, I lost it all, and then oh, I took out no. two more thousand. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, my dad was like that. <laughs> no, I used to get upset when I'd lose twenty dollars. Oh, that's my favorite. I actually had a fear of men who gamble. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was literally like someone growing up with an alcoholic. My dad was a very bad gambler. Well, so, when we went, we just went to Vegas. For a cheerleading, yes. cheerleading competition, and you you saw my rule. I, I play. I put twenty dollars down, and if I win, then I continue to play with those winnings until I lose. If I lose that twenty dollars, then I don't gamble for. That yeah, day. it's a whole lucky leprechaun thing yeah. you do. <laughs> <laughs> then I just watch other people lose their money. Yes, uh, I don't. I don't like giving it away like that. I like enjoying myself and having fun. It's there's too much stress in losing that in my Yeah, it's so crazy. It really is stressful. <laughs> Did you, um, did you, when you were transitioning, so uh, Hedy, a, a former Muslim. Uh, transitioning, that's funny. 
<laughs> yes. Like as I was changing genders. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you had this very strict faith mm -hmm. uh, of wearing the head cover and what you could eat. And ritual washing. This, uh, ritual, I mean, there's tons of stuff. Lots and of And then stuff. you left it, right? And then you go, oh, <laughs> Like the chains came off. Yeah, I was like a <laughs> monkey in, monkey out. I was swinging for the chandeliers. Did, was there any hesitation getting back into a faith, in, into a religion, into a religion? Like, was there any like, oh my gosh, I just left one and really, do I really want to go to another one? Well, as I'm saying, I was tricked a little. Yeah. Because every, because, because Jesus, I, when I met Jesus, uh -huh. I wasn't getting into a faith. He was like, I am God and accept me as your Lord and Savior. And I was like, cool, Jesus, it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I am forgiven from my sins and I'm going to heaven without an account. And Christians are allowed to drink. I'll be fine. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's not can a lot bacon? of rules. You can, I can eat bacon. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I was like the first three days. And then after when I came yeah. back from church, you know, I was just like, I, I went and I got baptized and it was, mm -hmm. it was probably after the baptism that I, and then the more I read the Bible, the more the Lord was just downloading daughter. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And I was like, Ooh, there's lots of rules now. There's just <laughs> lots of, and I don't want to say they're rules because they're not. Um, uh, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Um, he didn't, he didn't, disregard the law. I came to fulfill it. So it's like, it's not the same. And I have to constantly remind myself of this. It's mm. not like in Islam where you have to do these 5 billion things to be saved. We're supposed to do um, them to become more Christ-like out of right. love for him. Like, so when I sin now, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I, I love you. I'm so such a piece of garbage. Like, I wish I could be better, <laughs> you know? And, and it's, it's a different kind of a way different kind of obedience. Mm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so not following a rule like your head cover. In, in or you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Yeah. With Jesus, he's going, I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to do that. And so just try not to. Let's, um, just I would try. love for you to repent. I, I'd so. love for you not to do that anymore. <laughs> Like I told you, especially like when I'm yelling at my daughter and she, the uh, Holy Spirit, I pray about, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And like, maybe you want to take a different approach next time. <laughs> but that now also brings us to a place where people, um, you know, will call us a hypocrite or whatever. I don't know. So let me, let me understand this. So when you become a Christian, you can sin as long as you say that I'm sorry. No, and I mean, Apostle Paul went through that at great detail. We do not uh, let sin abound because we do not let sin, um, we do not engage in excessive sin because grace abounds. Heavens no. So we, it, we're not supposed to take advantage of it. Our body is the temple of the Lord, right? We're the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit used to be external, used to be in the Holy of Holies during the um, Judaic period. And now it's in us. So the Apostle Paul's like, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Like you're literally carrying the Holy Spirit. You're carrying God inside of you. It's like, don't poison it. Right. You know what I mean? So 
It is don't be a drunkard, be sober minded. Yep. You know, all of these commandments were like, is that a glass of wine? No, but it is a bottle. You know what I mean? So there's this it is a case. Yeah. There's this constant admonition of what is it, what is expected of us to be Christ-like? Right. And then is do we lose our salvation? No. No. We'll become backslidden Christians. Right. It's like do not lie. But we just got done lying just a, you know a second ago. No, I'm just saying. Oh <laughs> yes. Um, or don't do not fear. And yet we fear. have a moment of fear. Yes. Do not be anxious for anything. Right. And then we get Cast anxious. your cares on the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then we can come back and say, you know what, Lord, I, you know, when whatever you're anxious about turns out not to be anything worth being anxious about, right. that's the time you go to Jesus. And I, Shouldn't it work? You told okay. me not to be anxious. And there I was. And you proved me wrong. There was nothing to be anxious about. Amen. You took care of it. You're amazing. I'm sorry that I was anxious. Yeah. I tell you about this time. I was, uh, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was a police officer and uh, an alarm was, went off at the Mimi's cafe on Euclid. And uh, you're not, you shouldn't go on many of these calls by yourself, but every so often it's really busy out, but you end up going on a call by yourself, like a burglar alarm. It's really busy at 3am. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so you, you go, you know what? It's, there's a lot going on. So I'm just going to clear this alarm by myself. And you get out of your car and you start checking the doors and the windows and things like that. And I, and I rarely, you know, my kids try to scare me all the time. And I, and I, I have this, uh, this, this ability not to get scared. Yes. But I, I was coming around Mimi's Cafe and it was next to it. They're in Euclid in, in Raymond. It's, there's a, a dangerous area of drug dealing and, and shootings and things like that. And as I'm coming around the backside near this alley that leads to this neighborhood, mm -hmm. this, this thing jumps out. Like right, yeah, right over my face and my shoulder. And it was a cat jumping out of a, a dumpster. Oh, scared the yes out of me. I I've never been that scared where something bodily function might happen. Oh. But that almost happened to me. Oh, it was just the my. perfect situation. Well, yeah, I mean, it was so, so unexpected. Yeah, I, was, I was scared. Oh, <laughs> Because usually I'm pretty tactical minded because I spent ten, you know decades training guys how to be tactical. Yep. And I was like, I don't know if I was more angry that I got caught off guard and I thought I was going to die for a second. Like, what? I can't. I train men how not to get killed. And here I am. Right? I'm, I'm going to get shot in the back of the head. And it was a cat. <laughs> scared the poop out of me. <laughs> I've never forgotten it. I've never been so like, it That's just caught so me funny. so off guard. That's why I hate cats. Oh. Although Ginger is kind of winning me over a little bit. Oh, lazy our, cat. That's her cat that <laughs> for some reason loves me. <laughs> Sleeps on my feet. Yes. Anything else with the scripture? Anything about Jesus? That Jesus is amazing. <laughs> when he calls your name, there's no turning back. Yeah. Wow. Just thought about all these things that we, you know, that he, we're told not to do. Not be anxious. Don't be fearful. You know, of course, debauchery. Um, you know, Sober-minded. Do not uh, Steal. love. Uh, don't love money. Don't commit adultery. Don't commit adultery. All these things. You know. Don't commit sodomy. <laughs> I mean, you you laugh, but it's us actually for some not so easy. Sorry, folks. That was a little evening edition. I mean, it's in the Bible. 
something. God could be a little risque. <laughs> wow. That, caught, that was like the cat. Right? It totally caught me off guard. <laughs> but now just these, naming all those things, including sodomy and like lying and doing that, they're, they are all equal, right? Am I saying this wrong? Like yes. murder, you know? I mean, really. There's, uh, you know what? We're, I'm going to have to spend some time researching this because yes. my understanding was they were all equal. And then I've heard people talk about a hierarchy of sins, mm. and I hear that that's controversial. The concept of a hierarchy of skins, sins. So we have to um, look it up and based on whatever school of thought we feel like we're adhering to and decide whether we believe well, that. that. Was gonna be my most point. Part. That was going to be my point is that, you know, I, I was thinking about sinning that, you know, when it comes to like like i said telling a lie right um and then i started then as we're talking and thinking i'm going so like i could just go out and murder somebody right now and then come back and say you know what i'm sorry about that little murder <laughs> like and yes, right? forgiveness. And, I, and that is one oh you know when i was agnostic those were one of the things that really kind of kept me from taking the next step was as a police officer you're thinking i was a possible a murderer you go to prison and find Jesus Christ and go to the same place I'm going to go to, go to heaven. And so that's where that kind of uh, is interesting to me. More than interesting, it used to be the thing that stopped me. From well, <laughs> and also the, the thing is, is that do we really think somebody that's spirit-filled can commit murder? Because hmm. then we go back to the issue of are they actually a spirit-filled Christian or know. a Christian in name only? Have that discussion. That's your... What, what do you find mean? Find out about the hierarchy of sins. If there's hierarchy of sins. Yeah. But even if there is a hierarchy, greater sins and lesser sins. The one sin that's never forgiven is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That the Lord says in the Bible. Um, but even if there is a hierarchy of sins, that doesn't mean some are forgiven, some are not. Some are just worse. Mm. But the only sin that the Lord says in the Bible that is not forgiven is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So the question is a spiritual one do we believe somebody that is spirit-filled can actually commit murder once they're spirit-filled and then ask for repentance right ask for repentance from one of my kids today them to repent to you no i said so my son's caught me saying a bad word oh it was from a song oh <laughs> Oh, I got that. Too. And he said, Dad, I thought you told us that you should. I go, you know what? You're absolutely right. I am so sorry. My I, apologies. I got lost into the, the beat and uh, the word came out. Okay. And, uh, and so I immediately turned it off. Good for you, Dad. And it was my, my eight-year-old. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's time to go. You're going to start to get on these little family stories. <laughs> I got this other story I want to tell you. Uh... <laughs> All right. You know what you got to do, though, uh, for watching that for you who are watching, uh, <laughs> you need to do this. You need to get the Edify app. And uh, you'll, Very not cool. only, you'll not only find our podcast on there, but you'll find a bunch of others. So here's how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify podcast network. Edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app.
Hey. Go. All right, my friends. Thank, thank you. you for watching. We appreciate you so much. And uh, God bless. Have a wonderful your day or evening. Yeah. To the podcast. Bye. Bye.